welcome back to Two Track Mind Podcast. It's been about a month or so since yeah. we uh, put out the, the pilot. Uh, we've been working endlessly behind the scenes to uh, to get our gear together and uh, and bring you a top-notch sounding podcast. And hopefully, as you're listening to it now, you'll agree that we've done a bloody good job. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a busy month, sort of um, to and from between what equipment and production stuff we wanted to use. we didn't really have a clue what we needed. No, we, no, we, we guessed a little bit yeah. from what we'd sort of heard other and then, podcasters mention and yeah. then we came up with our own ideas. Well, there's also another thing and perhaps we shouldn't mention the store name itself. Or the fella. Or, no, in fact, there's... No, 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 no <laughs> we definitely shouldn't. But you, uh, you went and did a bit of uh, what I call tyre kicking. Um, yeah, yeah, tire kicking. Good to one. learn a bit about what um, uh, someone what we in retail needed. would recommend, and uh, they gave you a shopping list of about twelve hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> How much did we pay for the gear that we've got in front of us today? Do we want to advertise that? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, all said and done, I think it's cost us about two hundred pounds. So there you go. DIY but, but, well, die. We should state that n- now. Don't mentally think, oh, they've obviously got a bag of shit. You know, for two hundred qu- quid, we've done very well. It's uh, should we say it's second hand? <laughs> second hand. It's second hand off someone who used it uh to record a choir. So I'm 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 going with him being a a church goer. Yeah. I messaged him, made him an offer, and he accepted. I think I could have probably offered lower now, thinking about it, because if he's you know. He did his bit. He's probably found his place in heaven. You know, it's guaranteed. Now he's done two kids in Bournemouth a bit of a favour. I told him what it was for and he said it would be Did perfect. you send him any examples of our work? No, no. <laughs> I doubt it would. Maybe you could send him a vinyl. Have you got any old stock? Yeah, I'm sure I can dig something out. One of the... I almost <laughs> mentioned a vinyl. I thought, no, don't mention any names. No, I think that's probably the best approach going forward with this is that we uh yeah censor ourselves as much as possible well no but, there'll be but some not on this subject, show not there'll be some show. subjects i'm quite happy to take any heat on yeah. but this show uh we kind of came up with the idea about five minutes before we press record um <laughs> this don't give away the trade secrets <laughs> this is going to be called open mic and essentially uh we won't have a a main topic We've got a few things that we're going to talk about, but there's not a topic. Like when we did the pilot, we talked about the uh, well, our, our top five debut albums of the 2000s. Yeah. It's such a mouthful that was. Yeah, yeah. Um, even trying to tell people, oh, you did the podcast, oh, what's it called? Well, I still yeah. think even in Frank's response, he, yeah, you yeah. can tell he's smiling as he says, <laughs> top five debut albums, you know. I feel like if this was being done at all commercially or, or with any other vested interest or third parties, mm-hmm. I think we would have been told, maybe go for something a little bit catchier for your, you know, your big debut. Yeah. Um, that's not to say we haven't, the whole idea of the open mic is not to say we haven't got other subjects. It's to say that we actually do do some research. It, it, hopefully what will come across is that Liam and I have done a lot of research anyway and buying the albums originally or whatever we're discussing we've got a lot of knowledge anyway just out just of a need love to for do it. something with it it's part of the reason we're doing the podcast yeah it needs to go somewhere so we've, we've got subjects that we're gonna do for future episodes but the fact is we want to put a bit of work into them 
you've just been away, haven't you? Yeah, you're I'm off g- next week. Yeah, I'm off next week. So we just thought, while we had a free evening, there's a few things, like Liam said, we want to discuss. You know, we might as well. We've got Perfect. the equipment. We want to test it out. So here we are. Yeah, I think we'll probably do these once in a while. Uh, maybe once a month, once a quarter, yeah. or whenever. But, new uh, album yeah. release, new tour being released. You know, there's... um. I know we both want to talk about the the first Who album for 30 years. <laughs> oh, shit. <I> did, <laughs> did not get the memo about that. <laughs> Sorry, did I not tell you about that? The, the funny thing is, I've actually watched the video for their new single. Okay, well, in, enlighten me. I don't know anything about this. Oh, God. Well, now... You're on the spot. Um, well, he's a... Oh, God. So I've been to see the Who. I didn't pay. Not because I got guest list. I showed up just before the encore with a friend of mine that I used to work with called Paul. Uh, I think we just bought KFC and I went, oh, the Who are playing Bewley. And he went, I'll put a tenner in your car. We'll drive there. <laughs> Guy on the gate, We, I walked up to him and said, any chance of going in? And he went, yeah. And just let us through. So I've seen the hits in an encore for the Who. How, how long was the encore? Uh, you've told me Six story songs. I think it was six uh, songs. Fair enough. I saw My Generation, first song of the encore. I didn't see Boris is the Spider or whatever that song is. Oh. Boris is the Spider. Very it, topical. Oh, <laughs> is he a spider? He's a snake. <laughs> um, anyway, let's not bring politics into this. Anyway, so I, I'm not a fan of The Who. That's what I'm trying to get. I like the film Quadrophenia. But so I, but anyway, it came up on my we Facebook. Have a theme here. We talked in the last podcast. We talked about seeing you too, which we were also not a big fan of. Yeah, funny. Well, it's all relative, isn't it? But the the big I read it the article because it's the first album, and I think it is thirty years. If it's not, I've got a very poor memory because I read this Friday. And unfortunately, um, it's Roger Daltrey, isn't it? Front man of the who, or is that the guitarist? Again, don't quote me on it. I'm not a fan. I'm not bothered if I get it. Less than 10 minutes ago, we talked about all the knowledge that we've got and we still don't really know who the front man of the who is. This isn't knowledge. You could Google it. I think it's Roger Daltrey. I think you're right. I think it's Roger Daltrey and I think it's Pete Townsend and we won't talk about him. Yes, this is it's definitely the right way around because Pete Townsend is the fella who yeah yeah uh, yeah it's Rod Adultery well done <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we didn't know what we need to have confidence <laughs> anyway he's become one of those voices who unfortunately you're Paul McCartney you're Elton John you're Roger Adultery's now joined that list of blokes who have had to go deeper because they've lost the voice now if you were lucky enough to see <laughs> Elton John. In the 70s, singing Tiny Dancer, you got the high-pitched, almost, well, just incredible voice of Elton John. If you... Well, not... Christ. Paul McCartney, I'm not going to get involved in. Don't like the Beatles. Never been a fan. Don't understand it. But he's lost his voice now. But there's this line, and I don't remember the name... Somebody's got a surprisingly deep voice when they sing live. Who? Gwen Stefani. (laughs) (laughs) Gwen Stefani. I don't know, just watching videos. I'm always amazed at how deep she sounds when she yeah. sings live. Be you, you know, you know, no, no. That's one of hers, isn't it? Yeah, I think you spelled that right. B A N A N A S. Yeah, bananas. Yeah. She can go high pitch, though. This is it. Well, anyway, sure. Christ, I don't think she's joined the list of people who have lost their voice yet. Give her, <laughs> give her another 20 years doing this and another No Doubt reunion, hopefully. Um, 
but there's this line and it's down in Guantanamo and the way he sings it it's like down in Guantanamo because he obviously can't go high pitched anymore and the song's alright but you can tell they're being very much led by the guitar rather than the lyrics right thanks I mean I literally don't know what maybe edit that out (laughs) the the thing is with open mic is everything stays I've just talked about making up these rules as we go along to be fair musically I didn't mind it I'll I'll, I'll give Townsend that Fair play, Townsend. How on earth did we Don't get like you for it? any of your other exploits, but I'll give you your guitar playing, son. You said you didn't want to talk about politics. Should we, just quickly, do we have to say, for the record, nothing was ever proven and no one was ever found guilty? It's probably worth These views it. are our own. In this era of um, slander and, you know, super injunctions, and yeah. that, maybe we ought to be, yeah. We didn't even say anything, so I think we're in the clear. Good. Um, Speaking of uh, people who pass a sell-by date, um, and I think Roger Daltrey actually did this same thing himself recently. Have you seen the clip of Ringo Starr talking about, oh, Brexit, oh, they voted for Brexit. <laughs> no, why has he got involved? I don't know why they get involved. Oh, look, just quickly. Roger if, Daltrey did the same. If you want to do that, you have to pretend you're um, narrating a Thomas episode. Oh, yeah. The and fat controller. That <laughs> no, was better. Still a bit more Leeds than Liverpool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's come out and said a bit about it. And I just... Just don't... I think musicians shouldn't get involved. Comedians and mu- musicians. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I do think... Because quite often, they are a way of um, providing a platform for people that that don't have a say but in this case we're talking about 17 something million people that voted for this they don't need Ringo Starr to be a bloody cheerleader for their cause yeah and what really is he going to do young people aren't going to suddenly change their vote because of no Ringo Starr but also you kind of want up and coming bands to be talking about politics you know that's, that's one thing that I am quite in in some ways proud of the 1975 for being quite outspoken about stuff particularly in a climate where it could backfire on them and you know you, you've seen it before I, yeah, you know, yeah. I can think about people that have got into politics in their music and it's it's spelt the end for them basically yeah people, definitely people found it uncomfortable whether it's the timing or whatever of 1975 they seem to be doing quite well with it but that makes more sense to me than someone who is you know how old is Ringo Starr Late sixties. He 60s. didn't have. Did he have a solo career? Did he? I don't think yeah. he did. Did he? Well, he did. He did Thomas. No. <laughs> Musically, he didn't do a, a John Lennon or a Paul McCartney, did he? He probably did. But the George fa- Harrison. The fact that we can't talk about it. No, but, so, but I'm just saying, his career would have been forty years ago, or something silly. I just think he's just. I'm sorry. I just. I think people are that of that wealth and that age are just a bit irrelevant yeah. really to the to the ongoing conversation I'm sorry I just keep in my head trying to do a Liverpudlian accent <laughs> well Count we practice d- before the yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. yeah but that's the Farsha well no the Harry Enfield version yeah. calm down calm down so, Thomas went over the hill I'm Ringo Starr yeah that's good Brexit no I've lost it it's as soon as you say Brexit you have to go sort of a bit yeah, like a sensible 
Talking of the 1975, seeing as you just mentioned them, and uh, yeah, like you said, I, I know they've spoke out in a few interviews, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, um, is it, what's the front man's name? I want to say... Uh, Matty... Yeah, Matty... Truman or yeah. something. What do you think of their new single? Because it's sort of relevant, well, current. It's, what is it, a month old? It came out, I think, the week, the, well, the day before Reading Festival. Oh, right, okay. So, um, yeah, a month old. Yeah, getting on for... Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's obviously different. And, and you were you were saying they opened yeah. their headline Reading Festival, well, and Leeds slot with that. Yeah, I mean it's it's ballsy, isn't it? Yeah, it's bold. I, and I'll I, give them that. I can think of the amount of bands that I've seen over the years that if they came out and played even a song off the new record that had come out that year, it probably wouldn't go down well. But I think it's the fact so, that what the track is. Uh, it probably wouldn't have fit in well because it's a bit of an oddity in their sound it might have sounded a bit odd in the middle of the set so I feel like they came out played it got it done got rid of it and then moved on to the rest of the stuff um, yeah I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the song but I think that's because the only time I listen to it is on Spotify and they've got you know Spotify has vertical video oh and it's just a, rep- a, a repeat isn't it oh, right, yeah, yeah. of like five seconds yeah like and it's loop. just him it's swinging like his... a uh, boomerang thing from Instagram. and I think that's put me off it slightly oh, I get, a bit nauseating give them respect for changing it but you were we were discussing this before you mentioned that the first single they release is typically slightly different to any stuff on the album anyway yeah which is something you've noticed it's, it's almost like a bit of shock value and I, I don't think it's unique to them I think it's something that we're seeing as a trend at the moment mm. and something that we had we're planning to talk about in a bit um, is what's come up with Green Day in, yeah. in the last week um, I think it's so difficult now with all the noise online amongst YouTube social media you know, the podcast feed it's so hard for an artist to, to cut through that yeah. and I think any artist that comes out with a song that sounds like the stuff that they've done before it's only going to really reach their core fan base who yeah. will listen to it regardless and a, a casual fan but generally it's not going to get much traction at all and I've seen this so much in the last 10 years where bands you know of the I don't know why Jimmy Eat World is the one that pops in my mind but there's a particular Jimmy Eat World album that I think went completely uh, overlooked and there's probably other bands have thought about it as well um, in fact I know there are but unless it's something that's got shock value it just gets overlooked, so you kind of have to do something different to get the headlines. I'll tell you. I'll tell you another one. Go on. The Osmonds, <laughs> Crazy Horses. <laughs> that single got them booked onto a load of heavy festivals in Germany. Maybe this isn't a new thing. Maybe it's a and, old trick. And they got bottled off because obviously they played. L- well, any other the other track then, from Liverpool, and then suddenly crazy horses. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm not, I don't know why I've, I've butted in because you were saying something perfectly sensible. <laughs> no, and it, but I remember really hearing point. Donny Osmond in an interview say about that when they released that, and they yeah. did it as a bit of a. So the other one that uh, that I think is really playing on this shock value at the moment is Weezer. I think they have been. People use the term trolling or trolling, yeah? Yeah. Am I saying that right? I don't know. Oh, um, trolling. More like, over 30, yeah. I don't think we need no. to um, know how to say it. 
No, we'll, we'll consult with Urban Dictionary later and check. Um, but they have done a bit of this in the last few years. I think that... Um, do you remember the one that came out last year? The first one from the Black Album, the yeah. Can't Stand, uh, Can't Knock the Hustle. Yeah, yeah. It was like a discoy kind of like wow, 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 yeah, that sort yeah, of sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some diverse stuff on that Black Album, but that is still a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, and it came out, and the video had, uh, and we're getting closer and closer to the main topic here. Uh, say main topic. We said we wouldn't have a main topic. The the thing that we said we could if we, we could talk if about this. Fails, well, we can talk about this thing for a long time. So yeah. There you go. Now you really know the secrets. Um, it had so this Weezer video had Pete Wentz in the video as the driver yeah, of the taxi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was called but he wasn't called Pete Wentz. He was no, called something like Rivers Wentz or something like that. Like they Yeah it was, it a, was just purposely weird. So that it gets people talking and in some ways I hate that. I hate that that's where it's got to that you've you got to be weird because the thing is in being weird you're gonna have hits and misses, aren't you? Especially well any type of music you put out. But I think in trying like this, it can it can very easily come across as trying too hard. But I think that was definitely done on purpose, wasn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, but a band that went very weird, and it's never come out if it was on purpose or whether they were trying to be current and relevant because they'd had a few hits with different tracks before, Offspring, and yeah. driving in yeah my truck yeah um, yeah yeah it was like a not rap oh, what was it called bumping, bumping in my truck bumping yeah I was going to say pumping and it was never it never came out as if it was like a joke no and I remember when I first heard it I I made some remark like it's the worst song I'd ever heard yeah but actually now a bit of time's passed and you look back on it it's still one I don't actually think it's a terrible song I think it's okay it's yeah. fine it's not quite as offensive as I thought it was but looking back over imagine being the age we were when that came out when Pretty Fly for a White Guy came out. If you'd followed Offspring up until that point, I think you'd have been pretty mortified at Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yeah. Because that is a bloody odd or track. Or why don't you get a job? Yeah, that's pretty that was strange bit, or, too. And then I think... Original Prankster. I rem- so I that rem- kind of built off. I remember when I saw them at Wembley, the couple I was stood next to with my mate, we got chatting about what might be in the the set and they were a lot older and they desperately didn't want to hit that. Now, right. it was oh, the yeah, yeah. hit that tour. So they were going to play hit that. I don't know why it was up for discussion. <laughs> but there were a couple of... Did up- they play it first? No, I think they came on with the boom, 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 boom. Um, I know. Americana. Uh, right, yeah. Um, the lead track. Anyway, um yeah, so it, normally their opening is the, just the drums. Uh, it was Atom Willard back then who went on to be, uh, who is the Against Me drummer. Mm-hmm. And he did a bit of a stint in Angels and Airways. Right, He's been yeah. a bit of a journeyman, uh, drumming-wise. But when I saw him, he was in Offspring. Um, and they desperately didn't want to hit that. They thought it was a joke of a song. But I don't. Think they never questioned... mentioned the other two. And I was there thinking, so. yeah, so it's funny how it, these, there's always one, isn't there? Well, I get but like I said, bumping in my truck, it wasn't obvious if that was a joke. Yeah, I I think it was somewhere in between, and probably each of the other. Ones if it were got as well. the thing is, if it gets big, it's not a joke. Yeah. If it flops, it's quite easy to say we just yeah. did it as a bit of a piss take. Whereas yeah. Weezer's was obvious. 
I think I don't so. think it needed any clarity. I think so, but it's not it's not a terrible song in terms of musically. It's it's fine. But it it is a bit attention. The new song's good though, isn't it? Yeah, now that's interesting because that new song is probably a bit more tame by comparison. Yeah. But the album title Van Weezer. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it got your attention. It yeah, got... yeah. And the the guitar intro for the new single. I wonder if the whole album is going to be a bit of a almost back to like uh Maladrat, is it? Yeah. That album quite heavy. But they did, like, I think, because um, obviously they've just been announced as yes main, so. first, they're not first support, but first of three uh, on, on a big Mega. bill. Yeah, on the Hella Mega Tour. And it's a big bill. Yeah. So this whole situation with Green Day, w- were you aware of any of this big announcement that came last week before it happened? No. I caught wind of you, oh, you said the, this. the Hella Mega tour. I, I don't know if I told you about this, but I saw something about it and I thought it was a rumour. Mm-hmm. And there was a website that you could go to so you, on your browser, you load it and it would come up, uh, but it was password protected. So they had people going crazy trying to guess what the password was to get yeah. into this website, right? Now, what I didn't realise until I'd... Mysteries of the unexplained. (laughs) What I didn't realise until I dug into this a bit more this week uh, was that they'd actually posted a video. This is really odd. Oh, the Ron Burgundy? No. All right. But I'll come back to that. That's interesting too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They posted a video, which I guess was posted and then deleted, and it's a iPhone shot video of... Billy Joe playing acoustic guitar uh, in a white t-shirt that says Hella Mega on it. It's got FOB and Weezer and he's playing uh, Wake Me Up When September Ends. Now, obviously, that's a meme in its own right. As soon as September comes around, (laughs) better let Billy Joe sleep until the end of the month. It's like the least funny thing, but every year you see it. So he's obviously decided to play on this a little bit, which, again, it's interesting the... Uh, the parallels of Weezer. Rivers Cuomo has been posting Weezer memes for like the last few years, like non-stop. So yeah. he's obviously aware of the culture and he's, he's using it to his advantage rather yeah. than just hoping it goes away. Um, so he's playing it. He gets to the chorus. Uh, Trey Cool walks in and stands behind him. And he says, uh, instead of saying, wake me up when September ends, he says, wake me up come September 10th. Right? Yeah. This is when they made the announcement about the tour. Have you seen this video? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I've someone managed to save it. Obviously captured it. I've only just seen it Why today. didn't you show me this before? We get... <laughs> I've not want... seen this. I'll show you in a bit. Um, anyway, this is where it gets really odd. Trey Cool takes the acoustic guitar of him, smashes it to pieces. I've seen the picture of a smashed guitar, so right. that makes sense Okay, now. so that's probably a still that's leaked from yeah, it. yeah. Now that's funny in its own right because it's around this time of year. Uh, it was, I think, it was around September in 2012 that they uh, famously played the iHeart Radio Festival, and Billy Joe had the breakdown on stage, yeah, yeah, which led yeah. to the whole of that free album campaign being ditched. Him yep. going to rehab for however long it was. Yeah. 
so I don't know whether the smash in the guitar was like a little bit of a nod to that. Interestingly, they're playing that festival again this month. Actually, yeah, I don't know. They might have even played it. It might have been this weekend. I'm not sure. Oh, I'd love to know if he made a good to be back because I. Uh, <laughs> well, I, want... I think that was smoothed over. I I think they he kind of did go back with his tail between his legs a bit after that. He I think he it obviously the response to it was not good. I think the majority of people were not on his side no, in that situation. No, yeah, I remember thinking that. I probably was a to an extent. The, the, the it thing tested it, the loyalty of my of my uh, my fandom of the Green thing Day, is, but I still kind of got what he was saying, and 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 that's punk rock. Like it, it's so funny how um, not narrow minded because that's not the word, but how many times have I? showed that video of them when they're very young playing she uh, and they're clear uh, i think they're on speed it's not the woodstock one is it no not the woodstock one um when they're just like and he's there going i'm gonna get on my bicycle drag i'm gonna get on my bike on my big oh, wheel it's my like big a wheel. um it's like a tv it's, session or something, like something but the crowd are clearly their green day fans because yeah. the crowd's good and but they're all i think it's speed but they, it came out that they were all on and he's just going so quick he's talking 10 to the dozen you know? yeah. I'm going to get on my bicycle I'm on my big wheel I'm going to shut and they kick the Tonka truck and they cut straight into it yeah. perfectly and start playing yeah. no one's ever said oh my god Green Day are on drugs in that video yeah. because it's so like I watch it and go that's a, like mad like imagine seeing Green Day then you watch him now and he has a bit of a rant and suddenly that, that you know well I think when that happened I think people were digging out those vids and saying look this isn't unusual for them I think it was more a case that he he was unwell oh yeah like he was mixing God, he took it a little bit far uh, yeah um, anyway where are we on this so yeah we can't really talk so about then drugs. suddenly there's this massive uh, um, announcement that comes on Tuesday this week September 10th yeah yeah uh, I was travelling at the time so I was sort of following it and the first thing was, I, I was amazed that the the tour package that I'd seen rumoured at the weekend was actually true. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, and with that came this album announcement, and this is the most interesting part of it because, uh, and we were talking about this the other day. Do, um, do you want to discuss the before we get into the nitty gritty? Do you want to discuss anything to do with the single and the album cover that's been released? Well, let's talk about the single because the single relates to what we were talking about before about these shock tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a clear example of that yeah. mentality. It when uh, what was the lead track from the last album, uh, Bang Bang? Yeah, kind of had the same effect, but it wasn't a different track for Green Day. It was more of a classic Green Day sound, mm -hmm. and I think it turned a few heads because people were like, "Oh, they're kind of going back to almost like a." Uh, uh, like a insomniac kind of era, yeah and it so. didn't quite turn out to be that for the rest of the album no the rest of the album probably was somewhere between the concept album and the trilogy yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. Um, but this is unusual this new track uh, yeah musically they've I don't had fun think it's... in the old editing suite haven't they <laughs> yeah well he said so he they did an interview with K-Rock and he talked about he was trying to emulate Prince's voice and there was even an awkward moment where he said something about, well, Prince is dead now, so someone's got to do it, or something like that. Oh, but God. Well, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he's back on the drugs, <laughs> because that post he put out with the album announcement was a was bit... 
clearly not went. It did not go for a press agent. No, because there's spelling mistakes and all sorts. And then he mentions how they didn't want to. They wanted to. Um, they were, didn't want to play stadiums. Sorry, this is back to the tour now. They didn't want to play stadiums, but they wanted to do something like the stadiums of Monsters of Rock tour. And I was like, right. you've just announced stadiums. <laughs> it made, it was very confusing. Yeah. And the glam, the list of stuff they might do. Yeah. Glam rock, metal. Motown. <laughs> Motown. Yeah. I was like, fucking hell, how much can you put on there? Yeah. I mean, I, I screenshotted it and sent it to you. I was yeah, like, have yeah. you seen this? I. Yeah, because I, mean, I hadn't until was, you mentioned it. You're right. It doesn't look like it's been um, vetted by unless someone hasn't gone. Send that out. It will get people talking about it. Well, I did a bit of digging later that day when that first came out because I, f- I thought something's slightly up here. Uh, and I guess the first thing that I found out, which kind of confirmed what I was thinking, was that they are now with Crush Management. Now, Crush Management are the management company for Weezer, at least for the last few years, Um, and Fallout Boy, (laughs) dating right back to when Fallout Boy were on uh, Fueled Fueled by Ramen. Uh, Now, I don't think Pete Wentz and Fallout Boy in general have got quite the um, pizzazz that they used to have, right? But if you cast your mind back to 2005, 2006, or maybe even in the years that followed that, Pete Wentz was very on the ball at knowing the culture and jumping on something yeah. and utilising it. Yep. Um, I can't think of a concrete example off the top of my head. I'm sure one will spring to mind. But they were just they were on it, and he was very good. And I think it's how he actually really managed to build his business with... Um, his own label and, and and the band in general. I'll give you one thing. You know that um, clothing line he made with yeah. the heart. Yeah. Um, uh, Decadence. No, that was Decadence was the label. What was the clothing company uh, called? The, but people went out and yeah. were getting. The, I swear it was a heart, and out of the heart may have been little bat wings or That's something. That's right. Yeah, yeah. People were getting that tattooed. Yeah. Like, and now, like the likes of Mark Hoppus has got his octopus thing. Yeah. Pete Wentz knew how to make a brand. That's right. Before it was a real thing, you yeah. know. I know um, people had done clothing lines, but not to the same extent. People weren't. People were like actually going out. I want the Pete Wentz line yeah. hoodie. But what was it called? It almost it became so big it wasn't affiliated with Pete Wentz. It was just another clothing line yeah. in the end. I can't, I can't remember the name of it, but it was it would pop up in your. Um, it was just like hot topic style. Yeah, but it definitely because he always wore the hoodie, didn't he? Yeah, with the hood up on stage whenever we've seen him live, he'd always be in a hoodie, and I'd you know that tight hoodie on a bloke. That's right. So his 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 dress sense, his hairstyles, fashion in general, it moved with the times. He'd always be on top of it. In fact, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if I'd say he trend setted, but he knew the trend before it hit. Yeah, yeah. He Uh, picked the right one to get behind. Yeah, that's right. Now. I wonder how much of this... Did he date Paris Hilton? No, that's one of the Madden brothers. He was married to Ashley Simpson. Oh, that was it. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Please carry on. I don't know why I... 
I was thinking out loud, it is open mic. But he was, you know... He was, <laughs> and we're live! <laughs> he, was, uh, he was very big on Tumblr. Like, he, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's... If I'd done a bit more research, I'd reel off a load of examples of this. But I wonder whether that partnership that goes back for years with him and this crush management, that between them... he's got them, shares in crush management. I don't know. But they've always been very clever. They're almost like... They, you know, what they remind me of is like a very... Um, trendy advertising agency mm-hmm. or someone like that you know or like a, a startup company yeah, yeah and i feel like weezer were at a point in their career where they were kind of stagnating a little bit and crush management has shaken them up yeah yeah a big time and i think the same is now happening with green day i think green day put out that last record uh revolution radio Maybe. which to be honest, that was kind of, you're talking earlier on about albums that were overlooked. I think that one was kind of overlooked. Yeah, it wasn't. It was fine. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't remarkable. And yeah, I, I think Green Day started to stagnate as well. And I think they, through whatever connections, have fallen in with this crush management. And I wonder how much they're pulling the strings on, on this. Because everything about it looks very, uh, very much like what we've seen from Weezer and Fallout Boy. Yeah. Um, so. I hope that doesn't mean there's a Green Day track with Wycliffe Sean. <laughs> you didn't like the... I, no, I, it didn't I, do anything for me, the Fallout No, I one. didn't. Uh, but the Weezer one was really good. Uh, yeah, the Weezer one currently is my favourite out of the three. Where are, you, where are you standing on the Green Day one? It's certainly grown on me, but yeah, I, am, I am slightly worried that that stems back to the fact that I am a Green Day fan. Um, you know, I've got all the albums. It's, you know... I do. I love Green Day. You know, they were one of the first bands I really ever fell in love with. So I am slightly biased, I think. But I do. I. I think the chorus is brilliant. Like the difficult. And, thing and is- I think you take the edit off his vocal, just and have just Billy Joe like standard with the whatever reverb or like, singing it that high. I think it would work. I think it's the reverb that's saving it. I don't think. Oh, he, right. I don't think he can actually sing comfortably that high. I think the reverb is masking that because when you've I don't, have you seen any of the live performances? No. It? So they've already you, played it live. You, oh, they did the they did the, Jimmy Kimmel. But they also did uh, Whiskey a Go Go. Whiskey a Go Go. The three yeah. of them. Have you seen the set list from that? Yes. All three of the bands. Uh, I Fallout Boy looked a lot of the older stuff. Really, I did. Yeah. I don't think I looked at that one. Then I definitely looked. Thanks at for the, the memories. Sugar, we're going down. Okay. It, all three were really amazing sets. Yeah. Like, I, I bloody screenshotted them. I thought I'd sent them to you. I half of expected Green Day to play the whole of the new album. Because when they did the trilogy... They did that. They did that. They were playing shows and just playing mm. the new stuff. Um, Which is mad. <laughs> but I'd have loved to have seen that. It would have been such an odd experience. Yeah. But, um, I like the trilogy. I, I think I'm probably in the minority on that. But so the, yeah, this new track. I don't think musically it's too dissimilar to stuff. I think it's got elements of um, Foxborough in it. Yeah, I said that. Probably wouldn't have been out of place on the DOS album of the uh, trilogy, which yeah. was the more Foxborough sounding yeah, garagey yeah, yeah, vibe. Yeah. But what piqued my interest? I saw a a video come up on YouTube recommended. Um, from a channel which I'll credit in case for some reason this guy hears it and gets annoyed uh, called Beyond AR TV 
uh, and he has put together this video, uh, which is quite well compiled, to be fair, in terms is of the evidence that he's got. about a conspiracy? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's about trolling. And he is asking the question, are Green Day trolling us with the album? Now, at first I kind of watched it thinking, no, I don't think they are. But that's not quite what his point was. He actually says in the first few minutes, he doesn't think they are. And then goes on to explain that he thinks they are trolling the label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in the K-Rock interview, and I misheard this, uh, I thought Billy Joe said that they are not with Warner anymore. Uh, and that applied to this album. Now, in my mind, I thought they had another album before they were off. So this would have been their last one on yep. Warner. Because when they did the trilogy, I remember seeing an interview where they asked uh, Billy Joe something about uh, Warner. And he said, oh, we've got two more albums with Warner. Don't, trust me, I checked whether the trilogy would count as three albums. Oh, right. So I wonder... So that would have meant that Uno would have been one. Or yeah. Dodge two. <laughs> Get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's almost as if the trilogy would have cleared them off their deal. But that didn't work out. So instead, they go away. They come back. They do Revolution Radio. And now they do this one is the final one. Now, there's obviously a want from him to get off the label. They've been in, yeah. this, they've been in this deal so for years. So you heard that interview when? That uh, first one. The, during the Unidos, yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't like he he paid, uh, you know, a lot of um, attention to it in the interview. He just almost as a passing comment said, "Oh, don't get me wrong. I've checked. This doesn't get us out of our deal." Um, How funny! Yeah, and that stuck in my mind because I, I've sort of followed bands in the last uh, ten years that have been leaving major labels and been interested to see how they fare on their own. Uh, and watched Weezer actually bounce around different labels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because for a moment, it was the done thing that bands were starting their own labels. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously remember Less and Jake did that and yeah. uh, Punchline and some others. So this album is the last... This is actually the one that they need to do to get, get them off of the, the agreement. Deal. And when I went back and looked at the K-Rock interview again, what Billy Joe says is we might just do another album next year in the context of the question about how many songs did they have for this album and how did they pick and he said well you know it was difficult but we might just do another album next year and then he stops and says because we're off our deal with Warner or something like that so he's making a point about it it's it's quite clear that he's trying I think that he's trying to say to the audience that something isn't quite as it's or just implying something, yeah, yeah, does that make sense? Um, does that not see that worries me in the sense that what I'm sure the, the, the fact is, a, a bad what does it worry you for the quality of the album? Yeah, yeah, a bad Green Day song is still going to be a damn sight better than a lot of other bands if it's one that they've rehearsed out of say 40 for a 12 track album that you're always going to sieve through and go that one's shit yeah. that one's shit we're keeping that one that one's really good that's the lead single there's always going to be some that are good songs which they later put out Lesson J God we've referenced Lesson J Beers for B-Sides <laughs> they're going to be our yardstick for um, the whole of this podcast Beers for B-Sides was extra tracks it wasn't yeah. necessarily recorded for a new album um, 
And well, plenty- thought, to be fair, I thought 17 seemed quite a tame number for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, given how prolific they've been with songwriting in the past. But didn't you say something about the timing? Yeah, so this is where it gets really interesting. And all credit to this guy for doing his research. And I've fact-checked this myself, and it is supposedly true anyway. Um, if you do a Google search, what is the required length of an album, or of, of a release to class as an album? And it's 25 minutes. Now, this Green Day album, which is called the, uh, what is it? The Father of All Motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah? Um, is 26 minutes long. It's almost too obvious what they've tried to do. Yeah, yeah. If it was half an hour, you might think, well, they've obviously done... And how many done tracks is it going to be? Ten. So it's only ten songs. So you're talking on average about two minutes a track. I can't find any uh, evidence of this in any of the interviews that I've seen. Not that I've looked too extensively. But supposedly, Billy Joe is also going around saying that he doesn't like long songs. In fact, he's saying he hates long songs. Which is at odds with... Uh, the the body of work that they've put out over the last yeah. 10, 15 years. Considering their biggest probably selling album to date has got two rock bloody opera fucking yeah. things on it. Uh, 10 minutes a piece or whatever, which I've seen performed live. Well, even um, the trilogy had a couple of yeah, those yeah, sort of tracks. tracks. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely there's and a, the a good album, few four-minute tracks on it. Even though the last album was supposed to be a bit more of a return to basics, that has got one that, that it sprawls into a bit more of a uh, an opera. That's so weird. Yeah, so I don't... It's hard to distinguish here what's fact and what's... How does that make you feel about Revolution Radio? Knowing that that is possibly just an album to get them off a deal, like to get them closer to getting off a deal. I went back and listened to that album yesterday in full. All right, nice. Uh, to see how it plays with this knowledge, but also, you know, three years yeah. down the line. Um, and the thing, one of the things that stood out to me is how much some of the songs sound like other songs. Uh, so there's one that I think is called Say Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that one yeah. the title? Yeah. Say Goodbye is the ones you love. The the pattern of it like the structure of the song is holiday so similar yeah yeah uh the last one which is the longer one um which i think is called somewhere now or something like that it's the last track um sounds a lot like homecoming mhm uh maybe there were some others i mean i do think that when you've written so much music and you play those songs over and over it's probably inevitable that you're going to have some crossover yeah, they've got ideas a large and, body of work haven't yeah they? <laughs> and, and and melodies and chord progressions and that sort of thing but i don't know i don't i don't think i would say that album sounds have, like it was dialed in it would have made sense for the trilogy to be their end of getting off warner yeah and why they did it I imagine when that was sorted and someone put a contract and went guys you've got two full releases to do yet mate that is being classed as one release you know I bet they were pissed <laughs> off I wonder how far it went I and wonder... let's, let's be honest Revolution Radio isn't the best album of theirs it's not a bad again it's even if it album. was tracks that came from the trilogy that didn't make it onto the trilogy it's there's still going to be good tracks. It's not like the. To be honest, I think looking back over Dookie, Insomniac, Nimrod, and Warning. Yeah. I don't. Careful. 
the, the amount of people listening that just drops off as I say this. I Where are you going with this, Tomsy? Don't think that I could rank them that uh, definitively. I don't think I could give you my definitive top four of those albums. I think they are all good albums. Good. Great, whatever word you want to use. I think they're all pretty much I would on, a, struggle. on a par. I would yeah. struggle, but if you had to push me. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. Nimrod, Dookie. Oh, I don't know. I think with the exception... Rea- yeah, I can, I can... With the exception of maybe Warning, which has more of a, um, an electroacoustic vibe, doesn't it? Well, I was going to put I Warning think... next and then Insomniac, but I, I, the, the thing is, I could any day of the week, they could alter for me. This is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I get you, what you're you don't, saying you, now. You don't feel that strongly about one over the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great point. I wonder if Revolution Radio had come out in between that mix of four albums and that was the five, mm-hmm. whether you would say that was the weak one. I don't know whether you would. Interesting. Point, you've also Matt. you've also really got to remember you've also got to remember that all four of those albums came out before we followed Green Day. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. we kind of got that as a package. Once you get into Green Day, oh here's the back catalogue. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The first Green Day album that we really knew as a release was um American Idiot. Kind of caught the tail end of warning, but yeah. it was American Idiot. So that was the first new one that we yeah, yeah, yeah. found. Well there was a, you know my introduction was international soup hits. Yeah, so somewhere between those. Yeah. I always wished they'd done an album with. Well, they did, didn't they? Pop Rocks was, and uh, Coke and Maria on. It was supposedly the Cigarettes and Valentine's album. I think if that had come out, given that one track that they released, the, the title track of Cigarettes and Valentine's, which yeah. I think came out on the live album, Awesome as Fuck. Do you remember that? Is that when it came out? I think they did it as a live version. I don't know if they've ever done a studio version of it. All right. I think that might have been kind of the point, is that they they sort of vowed that they would never do it, they'd never record it again, because Mm. they they lost the whole album, supposedly. So you think Maria was possibly meant to be on that I don't know if it was meant to be on it, because I think this... In terms of the timeline, I think you have international super hits, and then they record... uh, Cigarettes. Did I say cigarettes and gasoline or cigarettes and valentines? Valentines. Cigarettes and valentines, that's the one. Cigarettes and gasoline, I think. Sounds I cool, though. I think it's a Bouncing Souls album or something. Sounds like it. Sorry. Anyway, um, I think it would have sounded more like um, they were one of those the f- additional tracks that were on International Super Hits. Yeah, because those two tracks are awesome. Yeah. That Maria track. Because like they, they played that Maria track on a lot of the American chat shows. Right. There's versions of that on like oh, never seen Kimmel, those. and a few. Uh, there's a couple. Real and I did that. I like it when bands do that. They were one of the first big. Um, that was one of the first big greatest hits I remember. You know, where they added something to it. I know yeah. Blink eventually did it, but they did a cover. They didn't they? Yeah, another yeah. girl, another. But that planet. came after they'd split up. I don't think they really could. Yeah, they probably didn't have a lot of say in it. But there yeah. weren't a lot of bands doing the the greatest hits with two random like new tracks. It on. became a bit of a trend, didn't it, for a while? Then. Yeah, definitely. Like, did Feeder was the first Feeder best of? Did that have an extra? Yeah, track? the singles had three. Yeah, on. yeah, I remember that. Did you? Uh, I mean, we're overlooking it because I think it's not really that relevant. But there was a Green Day best of that came out. 
Oh, yeah, with the um, them as the holy trilogy. Um, yeah, as God's favorite album or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that had an additional track on it. Oh, I haven't heard it. Okay, I didn't like the cover for it. it looked a bit gimmicky. <laughs> It's them uh, cartoon versions well, of them as priests or, or vicars. Yeah, now this is so. This is another interesting thing, which kind of ties into. Does, is that classed in the album deal then? I don't think a greatest hits does. No. That's mad. So that's just a because that's spinner. what I wanted. When he, I'm just gonna crack this can. Sorry. When he was saying this thing on the K Rock so interview, I was. <laughs> Open mic. I brought it closer to the mic, like <laughs> just to prove that it's not. Um, sound effect it's not even cool it's non-alcoholic oh, I think that's very cool it's very that cool. I'm comfortable enough to do this yeah yeah as my second in fact there you go there's a little uh, production note for you that have been you know listening so far we tend to drink a mix of uh, alcoholic and non-alcoholic beers don't we when we record this yeah we don't want to be slaughtered no probably will do and we'd be nicking it from another podcast um, Scroobius Pip does a drunk cast oh right where they literally just get smashed and talk shit to be honest with you I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a bit precious over this gear at the moment I don't know whether I want to be drunk around it it's who you're drunk with I think mm. just me and you drunk could get a bit boring <laughs> I think you'd have to add someone else to the table or a couple a couple and I <laughs> think as soon as you add a fourth glass to this table next to that mixer yeah, yeah I think I wouldn't be able to get drunk because I'd be so busy panicking <laughs> don't not not the leads. Uh, <laughs> Pay good money for that. We've totally uh, gone off the whole thing. Yeah, it's alright. I can loop twenty six minutes. I can loop us back in. No, the. Oh, sorry. I wondered with the greatest hits whether that was the one that then got them off the deal. Because when he said we're now off the uh, contract with Warner, I thought, oh, okay, so it was the greatest hits, but it's not. It's this album. This is the last one, and. Probably I would say I would no I would say I don't think it is I think it's going to be I think what they're, they're doing they're not doing they're not just putting out any old shit because think how damaging that would actually be well yeah for they people have to think of the fans I think what they're doing is they're using it as an opportunity to put out stuff that the label will struggle to do anything with because what they don't want to do is write a massive hit yeah so I think when they talk about these 17 songs, and I wonder whether there's more than 17, I wonder whether they've saved the potential next uh, American Idiot for the album they then put out themselves next year. Mm-hmm. And on this, they've just experimented and just gone crazy. When you start to learn this, I think then looking back at the thing that I struggled the most with, which was the album artwork, it starts to all make sense. Yeah, the album artwork. I just, I looked at it and I just, it's a bit like Bowie's. Have uh, you seen the, um, have you seen, have you been on the page to buy it? Yes, very briefly. And you can buy There's one two versions. Yeah. the unicorn horse thing. So you, the, the unicorn is thrown up over the swear word. Yeah. yeah and, but they do a black and red vinyl, yeah. which has got without it. Mm-hmm. And then there's different colors with it. It's it's, uh, it's an odd one because saying about the label not being able to do much with it, they've still put effort into trying to make a package for the merch. So there's a T-shirt, yeah, a CD, and a vinyl package. I mean, I I wonder when it gets to that stage how much that is just business as usual. But I, I can tell you now, it would put me off buying that. That album artwork has put me off buying it. I wonder. The I think the the one thing that might pull me round on it 
is if the rest of the sleeve is elements of the other albums. Mm-hmm. Almost what you might see on like a Greatest Hits. Yeah, but yeah. Well, different, different parts of the artwork from different albums with it being destroyed in some way. Like, So if it's that the unicorn is throwing up over the old artwork and then you had more of that, that's quite an interesting thing because that is then a bit of a... Almost like a burn the past sort well, of thing. Forget they've what already you know. done a collage of old album artwork in the inside of shenanigans. shenanigans. Yeah. So I wonder whether this will be a less classy version of that. So talking about albums which were random tracks, so they've already done it with shenanigans because that wasn't strictly an album. That was. B-Sides collection, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, which and that is a great album. Though. Yeah, it works surprisingly well. Oh my God, that's a great album. Um, and it was a nice uh, companion to International Super Hits. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, um, it'll be interesting to see what comes out with the album. But there is supposedly... Here's, so here's two interesting things to finish on. One, there's supposedly a Instagram account, which the handle for it is Songs for Assholes. Right. And I don't know how people know this fact because I you can't see it because it's, it's a private account. But supposedly the only people that the account follows are Billy, Trey and Mike. And Billy, Trey and Mike all follow this account. And no one else can follow it. There's They're a, not accepting any other followers. It says something like, if you're, if you're knocking here, you're in the wrong place. All right. So whoever's got this account, whether it is them or someone else, must be getting hundreds of requests like thousands um because it's supposedly linked and the connection is that i think it was hashtagged in one of their posts this songs for assholes thing so who knows the other thing is i mean some fans do some serious like you do dig you've done digging but some people do serious well, digging. Well, fortunately, people are doing this digging for me. And yeah. all I've had to do is... You're just Googling. I'm just looking at the dirt that they've digged up. Yeah. Uh, dug, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what was I saying? Uh, the other thing is there's a, a few studio clips that were posted. And in one of them, a piece of artwork is shown, which is kind of like a Renaissance-era painting with Billy, Trey, and Mike's faces like imposed on uh the renaissance characters yeah uh and a supposed album title of magnus opium of the oh god i tried to memorize this earlier on let me just fact check this a second uh it is i really should have this saved um it's fine, like it's just say something whilst, um, Yeah, but I don't want it to be. So are you thinking silence. this could be the next album artwork that's already in planning? This is what because if they're starting a label to release their own stuff, well, we don't that's going to take is. a lot of work. Yeah, but where do you go from Warner? Magnum Opus of the Inglorious Kind. Now, if you search that, you get a bunch of Green Day forums stuff. that are talking about it. Um. Did you get a still of the album artwork? Yeah. Let's hold it. There we go. Is that as I described it? Yeah. Let's see. Now... Compared to, and in the corner of that page, is the new font yeah. and the fucking unicorn. Yeah. That looks very professional. Yeah. So, who knows? 
watch this space but I wonder whether this Hello Megator it's made me excited for the new album so the Hello Megator is obviously nothing to do with the label I'd imagine no, I'd imagine the label's got the no, label no rights over the touring uh, so they, they've used this to their advantage to have this massive splash so really the album is kind of a footnote in this massive announcement so it, what you normally get is you get an album announcement and then a tour an album tour or, or the other way around maybe but to get them both on the same day and how big the announcement was the fact yeah. that it's all three bands and they're all releasing new music and all of that it just makes me think that they've used this as a way to sell the tour rather than sell the album yeah and then the tour will sell the next album it's very clever which the the, the tour art is very renaissance bib- bi- biblical yeah. and the, the tour art when i looked at it i was like i prefer that to the album artwork yeah it's pretty much the same character it's the unicorn with the uh, rainbow shooting out of his mouth but the style of it is not an emoji yeah or yeah just a doodle looks like it's done in Microsoft Paint yeah really I did read one Instagram comment I hate the album cover as much as I hate the new song <laughs> I mean that's probably a uh, a common a summary of <laughs> most of it but the fact that people are even saying this means people are talking about it and I just don't think people are really talking about the last album so going back to this crush management you know I tried to do a little bit of research into them just to almost a fact check whether what I believe about them is correct yeah. uh, and I can't find a huge amount to prove my point really so do you think they've almost advised them and said well yeah. just release I think this is a we've done our figures on what Warner smacks to me it smacks to me of a a thoroughly planned escape marketing campaign with different stages in it nice yeah yeah so I'm probably more excited for the next new album than I am the current one yeah I don't know I once this started to reveal itself it made me more excited for the new album and put me my mind to rest because I thought well actually if what we're getting is 26 minutes of them just arsing around and some of it will be great and some of it will be you know at least bizarre 26 minutes yeah (laughs) it's done in half an hour yeah so no I like that it's good We'll, we'll do a follow-up, shall we? We'll, uh, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep track on that. Yeah, I think. When, when's the official release date? Uh, oddly, not until February next year. That is uh, odd. Yeah, I, I might have thought it would be a bit sooner. I mean, it's not too unusual, really. I mean... What that, you d- yeah, that's a long, old time. You would have thought maybe a December it's a, release. It's quite a long wait when you consider that they've, they're putting out this song and announcing the album at the same time. If you've got a single and then a second single and an album announcement of a few months... That's a that long, long time to wait for a pre-order. Yeah. What is it? Six months? Fucking hell. What do they... Five months, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, that's something off there. Do you reckon they'll release another track then? I wonder whether they might release all of them. But I don't know, because the thing is, they'll still, in terms of the tracks they put out, they'll still be beholden to whatever Warner want to do with that. Yeah. Well, funny enough, what you were saying is, uh, just quickly to add, they'll still be vetted. They'll still have to hand a piece of work to Warner and someone at Warner will have to deem it acceptable to release. Yeah. They, so they couldn't just give Warner 10 bits of dross. No. Someone at Warner would have had to say, yeah, we like this, 
yeah, we're going to release that. You've got the go-ahead. Have you got any album artwork? Oh, yes, we have. Look at this fucking unicorn <laughs> I've just shat on the page. Um, but someone will have to clear it. They can't, just because they're Green Day, doesn't mm. it? Every album yeah, has to get cleared by yeah. someone. Yeah. So they, they're 10 songs that would have been cleared for release. I think it would be so really interesting. Really that shit. No. Different, and, uh, as I say, different it, maybe. They will not be able to put out a complete load of shit because it, it would be too him. it'd be too damaging and so, this tour what did you say it was how much uh 82 quid that's fucking in the mad. uk i won't be doing a bulk order mm. i can tell you now it won't be hi boys <laughs> who wants a ticket it'll be sort your own damn ticket yeah we'll see <laughs> so what else is new we talked about that for a while as i said it was kind of the well, what um, are we up to i don't know how long this is because it doesn't say Christ, if you've been with us for an hour, thanks for <laughs> thanks for hanging around. I hope you like this, this format. I should we should state that we like enjoy discussion. If you if you can find us on social media, please feel free to send us a message about your opinions. Yeah, I mean because we will always reply. The feedback that we had from the the pilot was great. I mean, I don't think we really expected, and we haven't really talked about this. No, because we've not been together. Um, we talk every day on. WhatsApp. I mean, we've not <laughs> talked about it on on, oh, no. on record. Um, but yeah, I think we were pleasantly surprised. I mean, there were some some people who like reshared it and uh, yeah, I was really happy. It was lovely, actually. Yeah, and and not just like reposted it, like they actually added some nice words. And it was you know it, it's a lot of people that we uh, that we know personally, um, not but not necessarily like our closest friends, just no. people that we have been in contact with at various points that you know for whatever reason want to show their support. No, it was it was it was really quite cool so, actually. Uh, yeah. I mean and hopefully we can keep trying to deliver and th- we've got the subject for the next two episodes and a few more penciled in but I think we've decided the order and they're going to be fun I think. We've got a lot we can say on both of them because we're little clue we're quite well travelled and we've you know leave it there I think. I went to Margate last week. <laughs> was there a venue there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, was telling you, wasn't there? About elsewhere, yeah. It's a yeah. record shop and venue all in one. Well, talking it's of record cool. shops, I have been a bit busy. Now, I've. T- it, lovely segue. It has been. <laughs> I my, almost didn't want to point it out. It has been brought to my attention uh, by myself. I've bought something to show you. It's a bloody <laughs> podcast. We're not doing a YouTube video. It's but fine. We can, uh, we can do a live it. video. It's the 20th anniversary edition of. Um, Offsprings Americana. Obviously, you know, I wasn't really into vinyl when it first came out. And there's been a couple of other reissues. I don't know if they're t- completely official, but this one seemed pretty legit. So I had my eye on it and it popped up on eBay. And um, weirdly, Weymouth. That's where the seller was. I would have come down and got it, mate, and saved myself the £3.55. You know, I would have had a nice trip to Weymouth. Um, but it's cool. It's got, what did you, um, lenticular yeah. is the word, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And the, the cover just sort of, well, it's weird, isn't yeah, it? You sent me a photo of it. I'm showing you, and I you like, now, aren't I? I thought it was a blurry photo at first. But what I like about it is the stickers. So if, you've, if you add the album, each track. Oh, and the CD version. Yeah, yeah. and the CD version. Each track had little artwork for it. And these are them, and there are stickers. And it's very rare to find the sticker sheet unused. I don't know why you'd use it. People are putting them on their school uh, planners. On their laptops they? and stuff. Yeah. On the school planners! 
I didn't realize. You would have done it back in the day, wouldn't you? But they're cool. Like that one's actually cut out. Yeah. It's not like a square. It's oh, cut. okay. Die cut. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you know the words. But yeah, it's cool. I like it. I was hoping for a lyric sheet, but there wasn't There's one. not. Was there supposed to be? No. <laughs> the no. guy just decided to keep it the was, lyric sheet. It was the lenticular cover uh, and the sticker sheet and the lovely red vinyl. So do you know much about... Were you aware when this uh, this pressing was released? No, I, this is something that's been brought to my attention recently ah, okay. on Discogs. Well, do you know, the problem is sometimes with these releases is that we we can quite easily get hold of uh, stuff that comes out via a major or music on vinyl. A lot of their stuff is easy to get in the UK. Yeah. But sometimes these smaller runs, and I guess that being that sort of special edition cover you can't they don't end up in the UK they don't get the distribution to the UK so this is it's a universal music company that would have been the original label yeah, yeah. Round Hill Records yeah okay so Round Hill might have been a bit like the label that I ran where you basically license it from the major so they've licensed it to do a a nicer looking version of it than perhaps the label might have done themselves yeah yeah but you would have to pay quite a lot of money to get that shipped, probably more than it's actually mm-hmm. retailing at, to get it shipped to the UK, which is a massive issue for me right now. The amount of releases that I look at, I think oh, I'd like that. Actually, I say it's a massive issue. It's probably a good thing because yeah, it kind of it, spend cut, a lot of money. it cuts out a lot of the stuff that I would possibly well, buy. I've, ju- I've just ordered something from Switzerland, okay, which is a, a an old an older Bad Religion album, um, but that's the original. No. That's a repressing, but it, that was just repressed in Europe. Um, but there's none available in the UK that I can find, and it's mm. so rare. It's in my want list on Discogs. Yeah. So if you haven't heard of it, uh, if you don't have Discogs, but you do collect records, you need to get it. You can put versions in your want list, and you get a notification if it comes up for sale, which is what this did. But I guess the guy had it on eBay as well. Yeah, that's really handy. I need to do that for a few releases. I've got about six in there. I've now chipped away at two. God, this would be good if it was an ad, wouldn't it? For Discogs. Yeah, we could maybe see if they'll do sponsoring. <laughs> How much do they make? It never says Discogs fees. Uh, I don't know. There's a PayPal. Did you do it through PayPal? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a PayPal fee. So I don't know whether that goes to them in some way. Oh, right. I'm not sure. But that I like that notification thing. I should do that. I've never done that. Yeah, I've, I've, got... I've sold some stuff on there and I've, I've searched for stuff. And actually, that was what I was thinking about, the stuff where the shipping works out too much. You almost want somebody in the UK or Europe to Twist buy a few yeah, yeah. and then sell it on, almost act as a distributor. Because well, the, the punchline pressing of 37 everywhere just worked out way too expensive for me to get it from the US. But I found someone reselling it, uh, I guess, in the UK. So that's how I got hold of that. So, yeah. How rare is that? I don't, well, I don't think it was that rare. I mean, there was plenty of points where I could have got it f- direct from punchline. But the cost of shipping it to the UK... Oh, that might have to go on my want list. Yeah, this, there might you might find there's still some around. I think I've got the tri-colour one. Nice. Um, I'll get it out next time we're recording so you can you see can it and people tell. can hear about yeah. it. <laughs> Actually, I quite like this. this. This would be a good little feature for the open mic. Show well, and I, I've bought like five... With you tonight? I've got a bit... Re- no, no, no. Oh. I've got a bit... <laughs> say, it's almost time to finish. Record happy. The, the wife... Uh, saw a CD the other day the, the, the Someone Brothers the Teskey Brothers or something I'd never heard of them and Rings she was like oh, you, huh? Rings a bell 
it was in Square Records, a, a record shop in Wimborne. And funny enough, they knew of this release, this Offspring release. He knew it was on Red Vinyl. He knew it was the 20th anniversary because I chatted to him about was it. Was it Rob? Yeah, it yeah. was Rob, the, the punky one. He yeah. was like, I remember having a chat with him about, and never mind the uh, bollocks uh, release that they did on Picture Disc for Record Store Day, and it was on his list, and he was really excited about it. Anyway, and he really knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was chatting with him, and he knew of it, and he wanted a version of this red thing. So I guess it must have been slightly more than a few hundred. I haven't actually looked to see what, how many were pressed anyway. Um, I'm in there getting uh, Counting Crows vinyl because I happened to see it from, as I walked past, it was one of the ones in the front of C. And I was like, <laughs> and it's it's Makes one sense. of those bog standard reissues. Yeah. Is it Back to Black? The yeah. little black sticker. Mm-hmm. They, there's loads of them now. A load of the Nirvana albums have been re-released with it. Oasis. It's just a standard reissue. Like, so it's not very fancy. But I was like, I want that on vinyl. It's there. I'm, I'll have it. Um, and I've never seen it on vinyl on eBay or Discogs that I can afford anyway. But Christy brings the album over the CD, and I was like, we don't have a CD player. So I was just like have you got the vinyl? And he was like, oh, I'll have a search. I've not ordered this in before. Uh, obviously, there is a vinyl release. Isn't it, what, what I'm trying to get out, isn't it amazing? that I know they keep saying every year, vinyl, 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 it's coming back. But isn't it amazing now? Just mm. like, it is good. Well, I went into our local HMV and I was actually surprised at how not how just how much vinyl they've got in there now because they've been growing that over the last few years but it's the first thing you see when you walk in yeah, yeah. immediately you step in and the first rows of it is boxes of, of like vinyl like it was a bloody debop it wasn't <laughs> even like that back in i guess what the early 2000s when we started buying no vinyl. there would i remember a tiny there was a like little section three at the back. or four little yeah. bits and then that disappeared so this this has got to be the most vinyl and the biggest priority that they put on vinyl since the 80s but you did say that it's it's what you'd expect it's it's big yeah albums. liam gallagher's yeah. yeah florence some of the most recent stuff <laughs> there was a did i tell you about the morrissey seven inch that was in there how much 10 quid oh, it actually might have been more it might have been it might have been twelve ninety nine. I would have quite liked to have had a bit more time to reel off a list. You know, it's what you expect to see. Your Gallagher's, your Florence, your nineteen seventy five, your Ed Sheeran's. So you know, yeah, not well, a bit more than what you get in insane. Was there any Tesco's? It is reissues, though, isn't it? I'm sure you could get Nirvana unplugged in there from this year. You know, yeah, yeah. So the ones that are now at a point where people want them on such a demand that they just keep repressing them yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then new releases but uh, yeah it is interesting Asta in Pool yeah has got a little vinyl area uh, which I find very yeah, odd yeah Tesco's and Sainsbury's have <laughs> yeah but I mean that's even more of have you bought one in there no because it's just what would I pick up yeah, yeah. you know if it's but if say it, it was like um, uh, London Grammar you're a fan, aren't you? No. Who's the one you like? Hein? No. Churches? Churches. That's going to be... They release it... I see what you mean. You could yeah, easily... Yeah. That doesn't matter where you buy that from, because that's not like... No. I guess not. I guess my fear of that, and you know what I'm like with looking after stuff, I think How I'm... How many wor- people have handled it? Well, I mean, they come in cellophane, don't they? But I just worry that it'd be 
tossed around in a So where would you get... Well, you would go online for that, typically, to the website? What, direct from the artist? Yeah. A mix, really. Yeah. Depends. Sometimes from Square, See, that, sometimes... that Offspring thing isn't 100%. I'd probably rate that about 85. But I'm not quite as worried. I think the thing is you... I think of out of everything I bought on Recon Stub Day, I think I've only opened two. I've still oh, not right. opened the first Offspring album that was released on Record Store Day. Never played it. Right. Xnay on the Hombre. Um that was a twentieth anniversary release on gold vinyl, I think. Never opened it. Never played it. Why? I don't know, that one's a bit special. <laughs> I've played the Maximo Park, uh, Risk to Exist. Yeah. That's regularly played. I love that album. Really good album. But there's a couple of albums I've got and they're just I've never opened them. And I go to open them and I go, Ah, now's not the time. Yeah, fair enough. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. I probably should. I'd love to play that. I think it's because I'd listen I to guess a lot if of... I if I had variants I might do that. So if I got yeah. a you know, a crazy one. But I'd still want to see it. Yeah. Which you know my thing now when I buy things, because I don't as you can see at the moment, I'm still two years into living here, I'm still unpacking stuff. Um, I You've haven't, a got, shuffle, haven't, I haven't got a turntable set up at the moment so where I'm still buying vinyl though I'm having to remember to actually get it out of the cellophane and check that it's not broke rather than leave it there and then you know six months later open it ow oh, fuck yeah, so at which did, point I can do nothing about it I did that horribly biggest vinyl purchase mistake I've ever made I've had lots of resales that I now regret um, but the the worst one I ever bought was Blantford. We played that little festival, yeah, as County Charles. Oh, I know, yeah. The little record shop, yeah. I bought a bloody Late registration, yeah, off out of a fucking shop window. <laughs> Son, the thing is warped to fuck. Yeah, like it doesn't I, play. Like it does, fair. but it's like because it's you can see the wave in it yeah. like the heat is just impacting I it. had a worrying moment actually here how the did other you, day. you remember that because I was struggling to remember the name of the album I knew it was Kanye <laughs> sometimes but... it comes to you sometimes it doesn't um, I, had a, st- I had a worrying moment here the other day where I suddenly thought all of my records are in this kind of conservatory extension of my house Yeah, it Gosh. gets a bit warm back yeah, there as a conservatory um, does yeah, I mean, it's not, sort of, it's not entirely this glass. This is a full roof, yeah. so it's not glass roof. No, but I did I did worry for a moment that my records might be warping away there. But they are quite tightly packed in, so... You're, I think you'll the, be safe. Yeah. This was... Let's see. Was, stood upright in a shop window. Like, you, why did a, I buy it? I, do you know what, right? The amount of shops like that that you see that have got a display in the window... I see a lot of time with um, comic book shops and uh, toy shops and things where put all this stuff in the window well this is where it goes in the window at like 50 quid yeah really rare item two years later it's still not sold because it's faded to fuck this is where I think Square have done it so well yeah the albums are in the back and yeah it takes them an extra few minutes of having a chat and them digging out the album but also I've never I I think even with Counting Crows it was different sleeve that I was Mm. given to the one that I was yeah sometimes the ones that are on the shelf are just like a um, yeah just a cover yeah you know I think that's brilliant because they're they're good those guys they are yeah not trying to again we haven't asked to advertise them but no maybe we'll we'll, spend a lot of money there over the years we'll definitely talk more about Square at some point what a full episode I don't know we're making this up as we go along it doesn't matter I think we should probably yeah I think it's time 
you know. Maybe we should have a bell. Like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Time at the bar, gentlemen. Sam could walk in and just go, you've had your lot. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay, this is unrelated. I used to, where I used to work, there's a... Even when we've said... This <laughs> <laughs> is the problem. This Where's is, the fucking this bell? This is now, right? This part of the conversation is the on your way out the door bit where you suddenly remember three or four more things you want to say before you go. Yeah, yeah. And you're even getting in the car door. And you, yeah, yeah, you don't actually say it. The last this thing you say... This would happen at an open mic, though. Like the, uh, <laughs> anyone want one more? Yes, do us the cover of Wonderwall. Well, this isn't really an encore. I just want to say that I used to work uh, with this guy, a security guy, and he used to come in, he used to say... Shut it down, boys. Shut it down. Like, over the top. Like, did not need to be as dramatic Can about you it. Just do that again. Shut it down, boys. Shut it down. <laughs> Every you, time. Was that a computer? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah. Was yeah, he telling you to just shut the, the computer? Down, yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. We could end each one with that now. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> he was called uh, Victor, and he used to carry his money around. Because occasionally we'd go and get Chinese. <laughs> what okay. time was he buying Chinese? This was, a, this was a night shift we used to do. Oh, right, okay. Occasionally we'd go and get Chinese and he would... Uh, is this Argos? No, this is uh, Paul Council. Um, he night would, shifts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, me and our friend Adam used to do the, um, the, 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 the reception at night, basically. Oh, right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Occasionally right, we'd yeah. pop over and get... Chinese yeah, food, yeah, yeah. and uh, we'd ask him if uh, if he wanted anything, and he'd get out this little like velveteen, like little I don't know, like little coin purse thing, something like yeah, yeah, coin purse, bloody Middle Earth, and like grace our palms with a few quid to go and get him some egg fried rice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon he still eat? Oh, they shut that council down. Yeah. Anyways, blessing, bless Vic- to Victor. I hope he was the last one there that just you know came in on the final day and said, "Right, boys, shut it down." And on that note, we bid you farewell. Edward, where can people find you if they really want to hear more? Um, I suppose typically uh, Run With Ed would be the best way, although I do have a personal account if you don't enjoy running, because as the name would suggest, Run With Ed is uh, a running account, really. I, w- I went running today, actually. Who's in the file? I raced today. Um, Good. Did you win? No, 17th. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the taking part that counts. I got a PB though. A minute, Congratulations. A minute 32 PB of my previous time for that distance. But anyway, if you want to, yeah, Edward Crawley. Oh, God. Edward Crawley, that seemed very formal then. Or run with Ed. Perfect. And, and you? I am just at Liam Toms on oh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want more podcasts, we've got a bonus episode that you can get if you sign up for our mailing list at twotrackmind.uk. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a much more formalised, professional, uh, well-researched and thought-out episode. Yeah. I'll leave it to you to say goodnight, Ed. It's goodnight from me. Oh, we're not doing so <laughs>